0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your game master's permission before listening. Execute Order 66. Yes, Lord Sidious.
1: Rex, it's Anakin. I feel like something terrible has happened. Rex? No. I'll do it. Rex, what's happening? Stay back. Find
0: find it. Find it. The Dark. Find the Dark Times podcast. Find it! Hi, welcome back to the Dark Times podcast. I'm Sam, your favorite Kaminoan cloner. And I'm Steven, your favorite orphan prodigy on a backwater planet. <laughs> There's so many of those in the Star Wars universe. You know,
1: we're we're just reaching to the bin. Grab one, you know, <laughs> take your pick. Folks, let's get right into it with some feedback from our last episode. We got a lot of feedback from last episode, but one particular comment on Reddit stood out to me. This is from Darklark, who actually has been kicking around in the Swissy community for quite a while. I don't know if you knew that, Sam. I'm familiar. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Darklark said, on the topic of those players and physics, this is referencing a conversation we had last week about Players who like to interrupt gameplay for conversations on physics. Anyway, leave the techno babble to star Trek. Let those nerds talk about Heisenberg compensators and inertial dampeners until their ears bleed. Star Wars is a fairy tale. I liked that a lot. Star Wars is a fairy tale and shouldn't be looked at in a scientifically critical matter. And a Star Wars TTRPG shouldn't have any more sci-fi mumbo jumbo than the DM needs. Well put dark Lark. Thank you.
0: Uh, Steven, I agree also. Yes. Yeah. Leave the techno babble to star Trek. Cause it's more fun that way. It
1: is. Cause then, you know, <laughs> Star Trek has fun with it. You know, they just, they, <laughs> they say know anything. It's yeah. yeah, exactly. they will say anything. And then you have to like abide by it.
0: Uh, we also got an email from Ezekiel that I wanted to. Oh over. yes, yes, yes. Pull that uh, up. Talk about, cause we talked about astrogation last week. Yes. So Ezekiel yes. says So when someone makes the check for hyperspace, can they share it to other starships like red squadron for free? Or do they need special equipment for it?
1: Yeah, we, um, I think, We touched on this in the episode, but maybe we didn't. Um, When you astrogate you, the book says you can share that data freely with other ships. And I actually meant to talk about this in more detail last week. So so thank you for reaching out, Ezekiel. When you're when you find your party in a situation where like the rebel fleet is all jumping together somewhere, don't like overthink that all of the ships jumping together should reach their destination about the same time. Don't you dare. Don't do it. And I'll know it if you do. Don't you dare do separate astrogation checks for, like, every ship in the fleet or anything like that. Even if your party needs to coordinate a jump with, like, one other guy. Like, some sort of helpful bounty hunter NPC. Like, just, just hand wave it. Like speed a plot. Speed of plot. Of plot. Stuff. They, one astrogation check is how, is when everyone's going to get there. Don't worry too much about that. Unless. Unless. Unless a hyperdrive malfunction. Oh, there you go. Now, now we're talking the... Party's waiting on some vital reinforcements in a fight against the Empire, and you roll for it. And oops, the hyperdrive for that Nebulon B that was going to back them up went (laughs) now. There's no help, and now they got to find their lost friends. I'll tell you what you know, Steven. What? You know all about that stealth. I know a thing or two about stealth. Yeah. Well, you know. I like, I Concealing like items. Hey, stealth in total concealment. Hey, cover all hey. that jazz. I only know a few things about stealth because I got tired of not knowing anything about stealth. And a lot of people don't know much about stealth in Swissy. And when online discussions happen, the proverbial gorilla shit is being thrown around <laughs> the proverbial gorilla cage. Uh, wampa shit. Yeah. Wampa shit. Uh, the truth of the matter is that there isn't much to stealth in Swissy. And this was an intentional design choice By the progenitors of Saga Edition, made in reaction to A little bit of history lesson for you 3.5e had the most convoluted Confusing, just upsetting Stealth rules of all time And people were sick of it So Rodney Thompson and co Sat down and said Maybe the best stealth system Is having not much of a stealth system At all Were they right? No No <laughs> But what we do have is pretty good. And like many other areas of Saga Edition, the idea, the intention, is that you stretch. Here, I'm making a motion with my hands, Sam could see, just a good old, like, taffy. Just stretch that shit as far as it can go and jam right in. Traditionally, stealth is an awkward part of many TTRPGs. I haven't played much 5th Edition, but I can't imagine it's much better over there either.
0: Well, any point where it's like, oh, it sheds bright light and then it sheds dim light. Oh, if you
1: start talking to me about bright light and dim light, I start fucking seeing red, (laughs)
0: red, red light.
1: (laughs) I know I'm not terribly impressed with how actually Pathfinder 2E handles it either, because I I mean, it's. This is usually the part where we say that Pathfinder does it better, but I'm not even yeah. Well,
0: at this point, you just hope everyone in the party has dark vision and be done with it.
1: Pretty much, it's more codified in Pathfinder. Like there's there's detected and hidden and like concealed enemies, and those all mean specific things. But it doesn't make it any easier to grasp. Really, it's still like a whole chapter you have to read anyway. But let's talk about how it works in this game. So stealth is a skill that uses your Dex attribute. Uh, Anyone can make. Any sort of stealth check untrained And you can take 10 on stealth But you can never take 20 So there's also several applications Of the stealth skill uh, And you already mentioned them as well There's concealing an item There's uh, It's called I think induendo, Where you can speak Using like codified language, like in a spy or like a mob movie. Innuendo. What did I say? Induendo. Induendo. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Induendo is
0: a great Star Wars name, though. It is. Induendo.
1: Yeah. Jedi Master Induendo. Ooh. (laughs) Stealing that one. But the star of the show, the main kind of honcho, so to speak, is the sneak application of the stealth skill. And I'll read right out of the core rule book for you here. Your stealth check sets the DC for perception checks made to notice you. If an opponent's perception check equals or exceeds your stealth check, your opponent notices you. Any circumstance that hampers your ability to sneak imposes a minus 2 penalty on your check, while favorable circumstances grant a plus 2 bonus. For example, sneaking across a surface littered with debris imposes a minus 2 penalty on your stealth check, while a room filled with abundant hiding places grants a plus 2 bonus to your check. What's a what's a place with abundant hiding places?
0: Um, ball pit, trash compactor,
1: trash compactor can easily. <laughs> I like hide ball in that. pit a <laughs> lot, actually. Now that you said it, yeah. And then it, when it comes to places like a, a surface littered with debris, I think like a maybe a recently like damaged building, like an explosion busted out of the windows, and there's chunks of dirt, glass everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hard to sneak. Um. Maybe a warehouse where a bunch of rivets were spilled. I'm obsessed with this idea of spilled rivets. We've talked about this on the show before a lot. Do you remember? <laughs> was
0: it was it rivets? I, I thought it was ball bearings.
1: Uh, either one, really. I just, <laughs> I'm really fascinated by the idea of that. I'd say yeah, the book doesn't mention it specifically here. I'm, I'm paused halfway through the paragraph. Anything that's difficult terrain should also impose a minus two penalty to sneak on. I mean, that's like, come on. Think of something that would be hard to sneak on that isn't difficult terrain. For example, a spilled bucket of ball bearings or rivets. (laughs) Caltraps. Caltraps. If you move more than your speed in a given round, you take a minus five penalty to your stealth check. If you move more than twice your speed in any given round, you take a minus 10 to your stealth check. Your size also provides a modifier to your stealth checks. That's plus five for small guys, plus zero for medium, and minus five for you largies out there. Anyone out there playing a herglick? Tell me if you're playing a herglick. I like herglicks. So, Sam, you may have noticed something about that paragraph. It does the swissy thing, where it brings up more questions than the answers, and that's okay because that's what we're here for. People have been wrestling with these words for the better part of you know twenty years or so. Fifteen. Years. Fifteen. Better. Well, better. Which part is the better of part time, of yes, twenty years. At least in my words. <laughs> Some people are so obsessed with being correct instead of just listening to the subtleties of my language. Well,
0: the little I say during this episode, as long as it's correct, that makes me feel good about it.
1: It's true. And then you can't get called out on the Internet. <laughs>
0: exactly. That way you take the brunt of being wrong <laughs> instead of me. Except when I when I said missiles don't crit.
1: Oh, oh dude, we're still the oh, outcry, the, the rage, the No, it it wasn't. No one was that mad about it, but it was, it was, you know, it got a a lot of mail about it. Massively incorrect. It was. I'd rather be right. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three main questions that come to my mind when I read that passage from the core rule book. What's the action to sneak? What are the prerequisites to sneak? And what do I gain from sneaking? Usually these things are like codified in the actions. I mean, look at like they use computer action. Like those are all, it's very, it's like a swift action to issue a routine command, standard standard action to issue a routine command, full round action to change a computer's attitude, stuff like that. Let's start at the top with what's the action to sneak. Well, that paragraph does mention movement and it's not the only such action to mention moving to a place to hide. Create a diversion mentions this and we can talk about that later too. Some wording and some talents muddies this a bit. But I think a move action is where it's at for sneaking. If you need to assign an action to it at all, maybe this is done outside of combat and kind of a more narrative style play where things are a bit more loosey-goosey. Maybe you're not tracking initiative. Actions on your turn don't matter. Sneaking then, of course, is just an organic thing that happens. But if you need to assign an action to it, move asterisk. The asterisk meaning maybe it's a standard sometimes maybe it's a swift depending on the circumstances remember game masters it's up to you to finish this game <laughs> okay steven yeah i don't like i don't like how you said it but sure <laughs> no that's that's the thing and you know it, it can be intimidating to make calls like this cuz no one wants to like make the wrong call and regret it later and have to clean up a mess with your players but doesn't really matter what action you assign to it. A move action is fine. It's not even that expensive, so to speak. Figured. You just adjust, you know.
0: Stay, stay. If a standard action feels like too much in the situation, make it a move action. Bing. If a move action doesn't feel like enough in the situation, make it a standard action. Bing. Bing indeed.
1: Great. So that's covered. What are the prerequisites to sneak? Well, Sam, I feel like we definitely covered stealth in some capacity before because I'm getting like deja vu a little bit because i've asked you this question before sam in real life what do you need to sneak around think back to your childhood sneaking around late at night getting that slice of bologna from the fridge uh darkness darkness you need something to hide behind no freaking shit right you're telling me players or her heroes can't just hide in plain sight? The wand run up to a squadron of stormtroopers, get cold feet, say, I roll stealth and hide.
0: But Steven, the, the KOTOR says I can just hide standing there, apparently. if
1: I, uh, As long as I'm wearing the right belt. There's an item for that, and we can get to that later. Yes, I'm actually, it was very happy to see that item make it its way from KOTOR into Swissy because it's it's just plain fucking funny. So I always like to say, and this is not specifically codified anywhere in the book, I've heard and read that I think the intention was that this was so common sense the developers didn't even need to include it. Maybe they didn't know that much about RPG gamers. (laughs) But you need either concealment or cover or both to hide. And I think that's perfectly reasonable. I think that's like intended Concealment, as we know, can be gained from a number of sources, including the environment itself. The book lists fog, smoke, poor lighting, tall grass, and foliage as examples of things that can grant concealment. As you know, there's many hazards that grant concealment as well. Sandstorm, our favorite example of this. There's also a few talents that we just grant concealment, and we'll be going over one of those later this episode. And cover—that's easy, baby. Come on, what? Does, what does co- what gives cover? Well, it's up to you. You know, a crate—it's my favorite. Yeah, it remains a corner a corner remains of a foregone and dead astromech droid buddy. Oh, a dumpster. Brutal. Yeah, it's it's real, dude. This is this is Star Wars. this is Star War, man. <laughs> Some serious shit going down. And I mean, uh, vehicles provide cover. Speeders—you can hide in a speeder. That's funny.
0: I'm sorry, saving private R2. I <laughs> just
1: had to say it. <laughs> the guy's usually getting himself out of trouble. Aren't like, there are, like four separate Clone Wars episodes where Anakin's like, we gotta save R2! And R2 like gets himself out of it? Yeah. Oh man. Those droid episodes are something else. They're great. The kids like them. I'm, Hell, I'm, Revenge of the Sith, r 2 d 2 literally n- lights a B2 battle droid on fire. It's true. He sprays it with oil. <laughs> and then ignites it. And, and then emulates it, it, yeah. <laughs> I remember Attack of the Clones too as a kid. I was so hyped over R2 like deploying his little jets and just flying. I was like, oh my god, yes! I mean, Phantom Menace where R2 is just on the side of the the N1
0: Nubian. Yeah. And like all the other astromechs are getting just fucking destroyed by debris.
1: I love that, but just pecking them off one by one, it's so fucking funny PTSD
0: me. is the first catalyst to droid independence and personality. Makes
1: sense, <laughs> fuck. We know droids get traumatized, somehow they're, for some reason they're programmed <laughs> to do that, I... That's the thing about, like, androids in, like, shows and stories and stuff, like, like, C-3PO, too, like, having fears or anxiety or experiencing pain.
0: Why do they program them with a sense of, of, like, self-preservation? That's the thing, like,
1: what a horrible thing to bestow into a quasi-living being, like, you created this quasi-life form, and you're ensuring that it can suffer.
0: I guess it's the only way to keep it from overthrowing you, is that that what it is? I saw
1: through a scanner darkly last night, so I'm kind of on the... Kind of on the, the the thoughtful bend today. Need to ride a Ferris wheel or some shit. And what's all what's all this creating a diversion shit everyone's on about these days? You know, I'm all, all these hashtags. Hashtag swissy created diversion. Hashtag roll deception to hide. Hashtag dare time diversion. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so it's not actually an application of the stealth skill, but it's like part of stealthing. You can roll a deception skill to help you be stealthy a successful deception check gives you the momentary diversion you need to attempt a stealth check even though people are aware of you literally pointing and going look at that and then diving behind the nearest box pull a real marty mcfly no seriously
0: what the hell is that instead of punching him you just
1: cower in fear (laughs) while the others turn their (laughs) it's funny while the others turn their attention from you you can make a stealth check as normal with no penalty, if you can reach a hiding place with some kind of move action.
0: Steven, can another member of my
1: party create the diversion while I hide? I don't see why not. Like, sure. Honestly, that, that that's fine. Beep, beep. Yeah, BB beep, beep, GM Fiat. We all here get in. Deluxe leather seating, heated heated seats, the manual, gear shift, all that shit. Tinted windows, uh, safe triple star safety package. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um Yes, I, I, yeah, that sounds great. The only reason, the only like time I would step in for that if someone made like a really hammy, like droid companion that was really good at like deception checks and just got away with hiding all the time. Cad Bane. Yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> you're right, you're right. He has a droid you're right. companion. I forgot about his little Toonami guy. Um. Oh yeah, and then uh, if another thing I would do is just, you have to be able to reach a hiding place within the move action to do this. I would just say you can't do that. Am a problem? I don't think it would. No, probably not. fucking really low now. I'm (laughs) way down here now. Hello. And then, what what bonuses do I gain against enemies when I'm sneaking? What what reason do I have to do this? If if I'm not going to gain from it, well, attacking an enemy that isn't aware of you always triggers a surprise round. Always, always, always. Sam, what can you do in a surprise round?
0: Take a single action?
1: Any single action, that's correct. I used to think it was a full, like, round of three actions. No siree, it's a standard move or swift. Not a full round either. Don't you, don't try it. You can't do that. Good.
0: It's over, Anakin. I have the surprise action.
1: (laughs) That, yeah, I mean, you know, that would help. That would have helped. And of course, enemies that are unaware of your presence are always flat-footed, which is just a fancy way of saying that they're denied their dex modifier the reflex defense. If you're a little bummed out that that's all you get out of attacking an unaware enemy, then, then then I I share your pain. I also think it flat-footed is a little underwhelming in Swissy. It doesn't even mean anything for very many enemies. Uh, that yeah, most enemies aren't very dexterous. So,
0: um, doesn't can't stealthing gain you concealment? Can sneaking gain you concealment?
1: Uh quite the opposite, my friend. You need concealment to be sneaking. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. what well, I just said.
0: Well, what does concealment get you against enemies?
1: Right? Oh, oh, oh. Now that, my friend, is, is a different question and a very good one. They stack. They stack. If I need concealment to, they do. to sneak. So if you're attacking a target with concealment, you take a minus two penalty to your attack roll. So that's 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 something you get at taking advantage of Concealment. That's pretty good. And Cover, of course, grants you that plus five bonus to your Reflex Defense. Don't forget it. So we, we've talked about the ins and outs of stealthing, why you do it, when you do it, how you do it. Let's talk about some talents to really augment this shit and spice it up. If you're ready to play a stealthy character, well, guess what? You're picking Scout. That's pretty much it. Although, don't forget, Scoundrel has Sneak Attack. And those give you bonus damage die. d sixes, if I recall you're attacking an enemy who's flat-footed against you. Well, there you go. So if you're in the mood for stealth, if you want to play a roguish fiend, a sneaky guy, a real back-alley twister, you're looking at some combination of scout and scoundrel. The Camouflage Talent Tree is your low-level entry ticket into stealthing. Improved Stealth lets you re-roll any stealth check, though you must accept the result, whether it's better or worse. There's Hidden Movement, which allows you to take no penalty or stealth check when moving your normal speed, and Total Concealment, where any situation that would give you concealment grants you Total Concealment instead. Those are your core rulebook camouflage talents, and they're pretty neat. Two others that kind of take it to the next level that I wanted to highlight. There's Dig In, which when prone, you can spend a swift action to gain concealment into the start of your next turn. If you stand up or move, you lose this benefit. And then Ghost Assailant. If you start your turn with total concealment or total cover from a target, during that turn you can make a stealth check as a swift action opposed by the target's perception check. If you succeed, the target's considered flat-footed against you until the end of your turn. So you're fucking this guy up all sorts of ways, and he barely even knows where you are. Pretty fun one. Pretty good one. I see that one taken a lot like a lot of people who post their builds like look at my character has ghost assailant a lot <laughs> a little, little it's like Timmy. a Muppet yeah <laughs> I
0: was thinking like little Timmy loves his ghost assailant scout build <laughs> oh they're talking about me on the dark times podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the spy talent tree is here to give you a little uh, non-combative stealthiness as well Blend in and incognito together. Give you mastery over making a deceptive appearance with your stealth skill. And even I, oh,
0: um, go ahead. We looked at this. Yeah. it does not let you make a stealth roll instead of a deception check. Yeah, it actually uses your stealth modifier for your deception roll. Yeah, which I thought was interesting.
1: It's um, it's an interesting wording. Very non-standard. I, I think I'll read that just here. Yeah, for blend in, you can use your stealth modifier. In place of your deception modifier for the purpose of creating a deceptive appearance, you are considered trained in deception skill for the purposes of using this talent. If you're entitled to a deception check reroll, you can reroll your stealth check instead. So, weird that they didn't just say use the stealth skill
0: for deceptive appearance? I imagine the reasoning behind that is to keep you from using stealth rerolls for this
1: oh you're right you're right because those wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because i believe the in the, the like the talent right after that uh, gives you a reroll on this oh sure enough incognito does give you a reroll at at deception checks for creating deceptive appearance well that isn't that interesting what a clever little balancing trick they did there i like yeah, that <laughs> they got I all like the plates spinning at once steven that's they, they know for you. they know well that that's very well designed then very very cool I also wanted to shout out the surveillance talent. You must be trained in perception. This is on the spy talent tree. As a full round action, you make a perception check against a single target within line of sight. The DC is equal to 15 or the target stealth check result. If the target's actively trying to remain hidden, whichever is greater. If the check is successful, you grant yourself and all allies within line of sight a plus two insight bonus on attack rolls against that target until the end of your next turn. Your allies must be able to hear and understand you to benefit from this bonus, and they do not lose the benefit if they move out of line of sight after it's used. Pretty neat.
0: Steven, are there any things... I mean, we already talked about the stealth field generator. but Are there any other gear or upgrades that can help me be better at sneaking?
1: I'm so glad you asked, because we're going to talk about a fan favorite. The Camouflage Poncho Baby. From Galaxy at War, this is survival gear it only costs... Hear it out. Wait... It only costs 125 credits. It weighs 1.5 kilograms. The camouflage poncho is worn over armor to conceal the wearer from being spotted. Special materials track the surrounding area and alter the pattern of the camouflage poncho, smoothing and blending the wearer's silhouette. Typical examples include the Alex. Slash Krong bing Textile Krong bing I'm not familiar no yeah, is this No the thank first you yeah, I'm they, full uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no. Any Krong bing for the table <laughs> Let's get some Krong bing For the table
0: yeah can we get an order Crong bing you know around Actually, A round bing for everyone in the bar Can I get double Krong? no bing <laughs> No hold the bing <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me that's funny uh,
1: Yeah I guess that's an example of a, Of a camouflage poncho a camouflage poncho grants, here it is. Plus 5 motherfucking equipment bonus to stealth. That's insane. You can buy skill focus stealth for
0: 125 credits and it does stack with skill focus because it's an equipment bonus.
1: Oh yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> it it fucking does. This shit is so every character should have one really if you're in any scenario where you need to hide for any amount of time it costs next to nothing i think it caught co- this is like how many fire extinguishers can you get with 120 <laughs> no i'm looking it up right now for the cost for the low low cost of four fire extinguishers okay so fire extinguisher is 50 so you can two and a half Fire extinguishers, like this, is nothing. This is so
0: cheap. Commit OSHA violations to be able to hide from the OSHA inspectors.
1: <laughs> you can use this in tandem with the conceal, the total concealment from the fire extinguisher. Sam, <laughs> you want to be a stealth monster on a budget for less than two hundred credits? You can get a fire extinguisher and a poncho. <laughs> And no one's going to find you. That's like a minus 10 to perception checks to find you, and you get the plus 5 to your stealth from the poncho. It's over. You're and, hidden.
0: And a minus 5 to attacks against you if you have total concealment. Exactly. And they say they say stealth is hard in Swissy. Steven. Just go to Home Depot. <laughs> go to Home Depot. Buy the green screen tunic. <laughs> Steven, I, I I also don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, the camouflage poncho you can wear on top of armor.
1: Yes. It specifically mentions that you can wear it on top of armor. Any Any armor. And... Personally, I'm a big fan of like the poncho and armor look, like oh, robes yeah. and armor, Lady like,
0: Tartakovsky's
1: Clone Wars. Come has on. Plenty of uh, scenes of that. That's everyone's favorite Obi-Wan outfit, even if they don't know it. Even if they <laughs> deny it, they're wrong, they're lying. That's the best Obi-Wan outfit. Come on. I get excited about the camouflage poncho. I think it's a particularly excellent item in Swissy.
0: I, I get excited over any poncho,
1: but That's yeah, you you do rock a poncho. Actually, when you were a cowboy for Halloween, I
0: did rock a poncho
1: pretty. You well. did rock a poncho great. pretty well. Do you still have that poncho? Of course, nice. Well,
0: it, I tell you, it's actually it was just a cut up blanket I bought from the Goodwill. Wait, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Though. I know, right? But it looked great. It looks fucking <laughs> sick.
1: I wanted to highlight the sound sponge. Excuse me, Mister Sound Sponge. The sound sponge. It's from the Force Unleashed campaign guide. It's a detection and surveillance device. It costs thirty five hundred credits, which is like thirty. Camouflage ponchos. Or
0: 60 fire fire (laughs) suitors.
1: This small electronic device emits sound waves and frequencies well above and below the normal range of audible sound for most species in the galaxy. Using those sounds to suppress other sounds in the vicinity, a sound sponge muffles all sound in the six square radius, increasing the perception check DC to hear sounds coming from that area by 10. Could you carry a sound sponge in your hand and walk around and i can't imagine
0: it's an actual sponge right it's a kilogram it's probably like a little speaker like a sponge-like speaker that needs power
1: yeah so carry a carry a energy cell and it doesn't say it needs to be powered it just says it it just works the natural occurring phenomena in the galaxy (laughs) well you know just (laughs) start walking around with that shit when you're sneaking into the enemy base who's gonna stop you you know Got to make, got to do something loud real quick on your stealth mission. Pop open the sound sponge.
0: Steven, I want to know about the stealth field generator. Tell me.
1: You, you want to know? Tell me. You want to talk about the stealth field generator? Yeah. You, you? Yes. You? Yes. (laughs) Okay. There's another item I meant to talk about, but we'll, we'll get to that after. All right. Here we are. We we just pulled up. Let me put it in park here. There. We're the stealth field generator. So this is from the Knights of the Old Republic Campaign Guide. Anyone who's played really any amount of Coder is familiar with this item. You buckle it on, you click the button on the bottom right corner of the screen, and whoosh, you're invisible. Does it work too well? Not really all the time. I never did a stealth in my in my runs. Maybe maybe I should give it a
0: shot. Spoilers!
1: Oh, yeah. Christ! Cut, cut that, yeah. That
0: one's pretty big!
1: Yeah, I never did a stealth playthrough of, of Coder, but, you know, maybe, maybe I'll give it a shot. Costs 5,000 credits. Weighs only 0.2 kilograms. A small and unobtrusive advice worn on the belt, the stealth field generator emits a sound dampening field around the wearer that makes sneaking up on an opponent easier. Additionally, the stealth field generator uses technology similar to that of a personal energy shield to bend light around the wearer, making them harder to see. The stealth field generator grants concealment, but not total concealment. Don't you fucking dare think it's total concealment. To the wearer when activated. Activating a stealth field generator is a swift action and it lasts for the duration of the encounter until the wearer takes damage or until the wearer attacks or uses a force power, whichever comes first. After five uses, the power pack must be replaced. That's not bad. Not bad at all. This is a really neat thing. I would love to toss this to um, a stealth boy in my party if I happen to have one. Real, Real just fun shit. Great, great instant just bing, swift action, get concealment. There's a talent that does that too, so hey, that's pretty good. Really? Yeah, uh, Dig In. We talked about it earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, you have to be prone for that. You do have to be prone for that. So this is better. Yeah. I mean, 5,000 credits is a lot of money. But dig In's great if you're doing like a sniper build. Absolutely, 100%. Let's talk about the Stealth Blaster Carbine. This is a bit of a pocket pick. And actually, Sam, you just told me off mic that this is from Dawn of Defiance, which I, I straight up did not know. The DC-19 Stealth Blaster Carbine is equipped with a sound suppressor for silent operation, and it has an optional mode that uses an expensively refined to ban a gas mixture that makes the bolt invisible to the regular visual spectrum. This comes at a high cost. This mixture must be reloaded after 10 shots, and the weapon must cool down after each blast to prevent damage to the dampeners. Shadow Trooper Snipers use the invisible bolts to great effect. That is so cool. Really cool, invisible <laughs> blaster rifle. Like, come on.
0: That's great.
1: That's so sweet.
0: Even how long does it have to cool down
1: after each blast? But like for a round or? Oh, mm-hmm. well, it's almost like this was an item intended for enemy use <laughs> in a in a pre written module. Um, I'd say a round is fine. Like, yeah, Try it, out. it can only fire every other round. Sure. Yeah, that's fair on, her- on on stealth mode uh I like this a lot. It doesn't mechanically mention anything that like by the numbers you would get from using this stealth wise. I think the key thing here is that with an invisible blaster bolt, there's nothing to notice, nothing to hide, nothing to see until it's already too late because it's invisible and apparently silent until that shot makes contact so. And you won't know what direction the shots coming no, from. No, you won't. Unless you want to try and reverse the trajectory from the gaping wound in your shoulder. And that's like possible, but that would take like some advanced forensics that would take more time than you probably got if you're being shot at from an unknown direction. Just saying.
0: Wait, guys, don't move. <laughs> the the skin on the ground from from being burnt off identifies the blaster came from that direction.
1: Total wrong direction. Seriously. Sam, this reminded me of another weapon that has a similar shtick going on from Galaxy of Intrigue. Used by assassins, the Zeral Night Stinger is a sporting blaster rifle designed for sniping at long range. Instead of using an energy cell for ammunition, the Night Stinger utilizes special canisters of exotic gases that produce powerful shots that are invisible to the eye, so a sniper can fire the weapon without revealing their position. Imperial snipers make use of an unusual tactic— firing its special redirection crystals to confuse and divert attention to another location each gas canister contains enough charges for five shots and costs 1000 credits i love the um reference to redirection crystals too because those are really sick we they're don't have time cool. to, we don't have time to talk about those today but like we've mentioned cool. them in the past i think we have i mean they're, they're pretty self-explanatory but yeah it's a medium rifle 1500 credits 3d6 damage um Another one that doesn't give like an explicit bonus to stealthing or stealth. But I mean, the advantages of having an invisible shot that's perfectly silent is, I mean, that's obvious. Drive it around the GM Fiat. See how you feel. Beep, beep. Folks, there's also the shadow skin armor upgrade that you should look into. We're actually out of time to cover it today. But if you go there on the wiki and look at it, I'm sure you'll understand. Gives you a plus five equipment bonus to stealth. Oh, oh, so it's like a poncho, but But it integrates the armor. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Oh, we also noticed there's no species that gets a conditional skill-focused stealth feat. At least we're pretty sure. Though Ewoks get an honorable mention, they have a stealth reroll and they get the plus five to stealth from being small.
0: And they're scary as hell in the battlefield. They're, they're games. terrifying. Thank you so much for listening to Dark Times Podcast, the part of the show where Stephen and I thank you for listening.
1: Absolutely. Uh, here we are, episode 31. Sam, we finished those... Cheat sheets for the pre-gens that are part of the Dark Times module. Those will be going up tonight, as of this recording.
0: Hell yeah. So, get on that Patreon. Check out the five, no, five? How many classes are there in the system? There, there's five. <laughs> the five pre-generated characters with uh, built-in, you know, how-to-play sheets Yeah, that we decided to make.
1: They're pretty snazzy. They got some pretty art, nice borders, good font. Can't go wrong. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of what we did. Uh, Thank you so much to listeners who go with support. I saw some people recommending the podcast to a newcomer the other day. I can't even describe how that makes me feel. I'm like, whoa, thank you so much for spreading the good word. Uh, And thank you to the patrons for your monetary support. Every dollar of yours goes straight to hosting the podcast. Hosting a podcast is not free and takes a lot of time and effort. So we are so grateful to have your appreciation in the form of $5 a month. That's like a Taco Bell burrito. A little more than a Taco
0: Bell burrito. <laughs> yeah, these days. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, why would I want to join the Patreon? I mean, just to listen to a show that I already get for free? No, if you go on the Patreon, you do get access to Steven's Hex Guide with all new updated visuals. Oh, you yeah. You get access to those pre-gens we just mentioned. We're working on a Dark Times module that's going to be available on there as we make it. And... Also, you get to vote on all current and future bounties,
1: yes, which we are actually our bounty build showcase is underway. We'll have a reminder for that at the end of the show. let's get you guys back into it all right, Sam, you had a very excellent build for us today if, if I do say so myself in a
0: in a feverish heat, and fervor, I sculpted this man out of clay oh, into very the Greek. metal machine you see before you. Nice. This is the SD-1000X series stealth battle droid. A variant of the SDX stealth battle droid, uh, which is a legacy era battle droid after the Yuzon Vong, for those who are interested and curious in that stuff, <laughs> um, it would sent back in time from the far future to assassinate the ancestor of the leader of the resistance, no, not that one. The one where they're resisting the droid uprising. Of
1: course, of course.
0: Not the resistance for Disney. No, resistance. <laughs> no,
1: the the, the robot <laughs> uprising resistance.
0: Is a CL-10 medium battle droid chassis, Soldier 1, Scout 5, Noble 1, Infiltrator 3. The SDX series droids get stealth coating, which grants it a plus 5 to stealth checks and can avoid sensor detection with a stealth check as well. Also has skill-focused stealth and a camouflage poncho, because why not? Absolutely. Uh, Pair with the stealth coating gives our SD 1000 x series droid a net plus 29 to stealth. Plus 29 at level 10, Steven. Dear God. Improved stealth and hidden movement talents from the camouflage talent tree allow a stealth reroll and no penalty to movement speed while stealthing. Or I think it's the other way around. No penalty to stealth checks while moving at full speed. Bingo. Uh, exceptional skill from the uh, superior skills talent tree counts any roll from two to seven as an eight when making stealth rolls. Gosh! meaning on a nat one, the stealth check is 30 and in this system, nat ones aren't automatic failures. It's just no, not for skills. People use for skills and then anything from two to eight is a 37. So the lowest you can roll for stealth is 30 or 37 and then everything else is above that. God, <laughs> I know, right? The blend in talent from the spy talent tree allows the use of a stealth check modifier in place of deception for creating a deceptive appearance. Maybe the droid's uh, dressing up as a, a furious biker, a swoop biker.
1: <laughs> maybe he's got some cool shades yeah. and, a, and a jacket, maybe. And he's got
0: a cool, like, German accent.
1: I yeah, don't know. yeah.
0: This, uh, he also has a stealth field generator and the total concealment talent, which means whenever activating the stealth field generator, the st 1000 x series droid gains total concealment instead of normal concealment. Ooh. It's great. Also gave it devastating attack, reading a target's damage threshold as five points lower for Stun from the Infiltrator class treats unarmed attacks as stun damage, also adding an additional die of damage. It also has the Rapid Strike feat, which adds another die of damage to a melee attack in exchange for minus two on the attack roll. Combined with the Martial Arts feats, we're looking at the Unarmed Strike with the SDX 1000 series uh, droid with Vibro Knucklers to 3d10 damage. Oh yeah. It also wields a CR-1 Blast Cannon it pilfered from the current time period that it can reload with one arm and look really cool. Oh yeah. Uh, for those well-associated with science fiction and the like, we'll notice that this is the Terminator,
1: <laughs> but for Star Wars.
0: Isn't that cool? It's like a stealth Terminator.
1: I think, I I love that you went for a Terminator and it made him stealth-focused. That was that was so sick. That's our build this week, Steven. Do you have any trivia for us? Uh, early in the Clone Wars development, Ahsoka was actually going to be named Ashla, a reference to an early name for the light side of the Force when George Lucas was first writing Star Wars is later canonized as the Lassat name for the Force as a whole. Uh, it was also an alias she used in the Ahsoka novel, which yeah, you told me that. Yeah, I mean, the
0: Ahsoka novel is great. It's actually fully, uh, the audiobook is fully voice-acted by Ashley Eckstein.
1: Oh, that's so cool. That's her VA, right? Yeah. Nice. Fuck yeah.
0: Well, that's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Dark Times Podcast. The show's produced and edited by me, Sam Stevens, our co-host. Uh, you can reach out to us on via email, darktimesswse at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter at darktimesswse. No, name that NPC where I literally kill you this week, but keep an eye out for next week when Steven's life is on the line yet again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. If you send us a review, we'll read it on the air and shout you out. Tell a friend about us, we'll shout you out as well.
1: Uh, Steven, do you have a quote for us this week? In my experience, just when you think you understand the Force, you realize just how little you know. That's Ahsoka and Rebels? That's Ahsoka and Rebels, yes, indeed. And just a reminder, folks, our build showcase, your entries are due... No later than 11.59 Pacific Time, Sunday's July 17th. Must be level 10 with at least one level in Bounty Hunter.
0: And those should be sent to our email at at gmail.com for those who didn't remember. those in the description.
1: Thank you much. Have a great night all.
0: Good night, everybody! Woo! Ah! Ah! I'm going to get me some funnel cake. Woo!